Welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. Just when you thought it was over, Rick Briggs resurrects the Asylum Fantasy Football Show. You're welcome. Uh, who are you welcoming? Not me. I wouldn't welcome you to my freaking funeral. <laughs> all right? So, But other than that, welcome to the Asylum. This is our, I believe it's our 11th or 12th. We'd have to look back, but I think, well, if we started in 10. Is that what year it was, yeah. 2010? Yes, yeah, so it'd be our 12th season. What a tremendous waste of time and resources. Indubitably. Did we do fantasy football last year? Somewhat, yes. Did we? Somewhat. <laughs> well, that, that kind of describes the entire uh, asylum uh, history, which, which would explain why we've had to move on. As uh, I don't believe that's quite the case. As, the case is we can still blame this employer, former employer of ours, well, yeah. for yeah, the we whole were... demise of, of our <clears throat> skyrocketing careers. But in amongst that time also became the point where podcast listeners more preferred to listen to dopes like the one over here in the control room just reading stats and scoffing at anybody who in slides. Time. In, in, so, oh, yeah, so. that, that irritates the <laughs> hell out of me. We'll get into that. So welcome back in. I believe we're going to do it a little different this time. Chaos and disorder still exist, and you, got to, you better get yourself over there and listen to that every single week but we're going to do about a half hour quick hit fantasy football it'll make a lot more sense during the season when people are playing football but the old timer bit on the spectrum and got in his head we needed to do it now so here we are well i think because people are itching for football and just like today i mean cam Akers tearing an achilles tendon i mean it is gruesome how many tendons go and, and ligaments go when these guys aren't even really doing anything yeah that that achilles man that thing i think just jump up and get you anytime it, that, that's a shame you know and it's your yeah. fault I, I think it's important to point out <laughs> it is as, as yep. your rb1 in the scott fishbowl i believe this is a seven years running <laughs> your rb1 has injured themselves very early on if yeah. not in the preseason so to everybody else in the scott fishbowl or who is otherwise drafted at this point uh uh, Rick apologizes. I'll speak for you on that one. I, I do indeed, and it's. Uh, did you handcuff him anyhow? No, actually, I did not. I mean, which which is a shame, but um, yeah. After Saquon Barkley last year, and I I can't remember who it was a year before, like yeah. Dalvin Cook or somebody. Yeah, I can't remember. <clears throat> I think that's exactly who it was. You you had Dalvin Cook the ACL year, didn't you? I, I, yeah. Yeah, was that but that was two years ago? I can't I, remember. Yeah, it's been a streak that, I, yeah, that you, I've been you, on. It, it's an impressive streak <laughs> for, for you, not yeah. for not for the players or, no. or other football fans, but but for you. But yeah, probably the first of many to come. Unfortunately, that seems to be 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 the way of the right. world. But when you look at Acres, I guess we should probably talk a little bit of fantasy football. Anyhow, when you look at Cam Acres, obviously the big rush is going to be to go out there and get a hold of Daryl Henderson, right? right? Oh yeah. I'm not sure. I, look, I'm not either. He's certainly I mean, his right. ADP goes way up. But yeah. I saw, you know, you get on Twitter, which is the land of suck, we all know, and you can follow us at Chaos and Disorder now. We've uh, decommissioned the at Asylum Football one. But asylumfootball at gmail.com if you want to email into the show. But anyhow, I'm on, I'm in, on the land of suck. And it's, you know, instantly Daryl Henderson rockets up to RB1 or RB2 guaranteed. Yeah. 
one's a little crazy. I can see drafting him as a two. I, somebody else is coming in there. There's a veteran coming in there. I don't know if it's Todd Gurley was, of course, the first one that popped to everyone's mind. Right. Heard some some Adrian Peterson chatter. Le'Veon Bell still James a, Robinson. Jane, Oh, well, yeah, the trade option right, yeah. is always still out there. I think Henderson's going to have value. I think the problem is they are not going to go into the season with the mindset that Henderson's going to be the number one guy. You're looking at a job share there. They're, they're going to bring in somebody pass catching. They're going to bring in – it's going to be a different type of offense with Stafford. I think that's something to factor in too, which actually surprised me. I thought Cam Akers, in my opinion – was a little bit overrated. You know, I don't know if McVay would cater this offense to Stafford or get Stafford into his offense, but if they Matt Stafford isn't known for having stud fantasy running backs standing behind him very often right. or ever for that matter. Well, exactly. And you know, I guess for your from a fantasy perspective, number 1, if you're in like a keeper league or something like that, just keep your eye on Marlon Mack. See how he kind of re- rebounds from that Achilles from last year, maybe to get a barometer reading on Acres. Of course, everybody's different, but man, I tell you what, that thing is a career killer. It is, and it the what you hear consistently with with guys who go through this, and you hear it in in basketball a lot, is what goes away is sort of that explosiveness. You know, right. they they worry about that, and for a guy like Cam Akers, for a running a pro running back, that's pretty important, right? Planting that foot, yeah. and that explosiveness off of that plant, it it doesn't set up well you know, for his long term career prospects. Really, really hurts. I, I think the L.A. Rams, but you know the big thing is the big call out. Obviously, gets you plenty of Daryl Henderson, but if his ADP rockets up into you know if he's being drafted as the RB eleven, twelve, I've seen the RB even thirteen, fourteen. I, I'm staying completely away. Oh yeah, maybe he's that guy, but that's not normally how this thing works. Yeah, one of these veteran running back, they they could make a trade, or more likely one or a couple of these veteran running backs who've been hanging out there for a long time are going to find their way to LA. And then we're, we might have a three headed monster out there. I'm not even, you know, any these days, a two headed monster isn't a, the big deal. It was when we started this right. thing in 1984 or whatever it was you said, <laughs> but I, I think you could see three or four. I, I just don't think I, I did. I don't, there's a reason, right. They keep drafting running backs and bringing running backs in over Henderson. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like in 2011, we were having debates on if Daryl Henderson would win that job. I know that's not true, but it feels like he's been there that long. I know. And, you know, it it really does hurt the Rams. You know, you almost could step back. Look, they've got the defense. they got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and now they had Cam Akers. Now that we fill in that last missing piece with Matt Stafford, a real established pro, this offense could be a real machine. Now there's some – real doubt in the running game. I, th- I think fantasy perspective, certainly Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are, are rising in my mind because I, I can see Matt Stafford, to your point, is used to throwing a ton from being in Detroit anyway. So, you know, it, it depends on how they approach this. If, if they bring in a, one of these veteran running backs, like you're saying, I'm still not sure that they're going to fall back on a run game 
like they might have, you know, known Cam Akers was there healthy. And like I mentioned, I never believed for a second True. there was going to the run game was going to be a big part of that plan just by virtue of bringing Matt Stafford in. Maybe I could be dead wrong. You know, McVay's one of them young, evil geniuses. Maybe he comes in and changes who Matt Stafford is. But name the big, solid, you know, lock him up, number one fantasy running back who's yeah. ever played behind Matt Stafford. Maybe it's a Detroit thing. I could be. They churned through 76 coaches in the time Matt Stafford was there. It's got to be about him and the, and the way he plays almost more than the running backs or the coaching staff, in my opinion. Right. I bring in Jeff Fisher and then draft all the Darren Henderson a, you want. That's what you need. He will run him to death. But I tell you what, this injury, Rick, really kind of brings to light what you and I have said for years. I mean, these, you know, far too early rankings of players and everything in your March, April, even into May when no camp has even taken place. There's there's really been nothing established through a training camp or anything of that nature. And we see these off-season injuries more and more with these guys. I don't know if it has something to do with them working out on their own and it's not more regimen like it used to be. Um, I mean, they all got gyms and everything in their right. houses, which is great. Don't get me wrong. They can stay in shape. But do you think sometimes maybe they do a little too much or, or whatever the case may be? But it just seems like more and more off-season injuries, you know, rear their ugly head year after year after year. I have long believed, and this may shock all the all the listeners, and embrace yourself, especially new listeners here to the asylum, I'm not a doctor. However, I, I'm <laughs> stunning, I know. However, I have long believed as as the years have gone on, and these guys, we talk about it all the time, right? Bigger, stronger, faster. $6 so they man. get bigger, they get faster, they get stronger, they get wider. Yep. Guess what doesn't grow? That's right. Tendons. Yep. I, I think this is what you see. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. The numbers might belie this. But if you've ever listened to the asylum or you intend to keep listening to the asylum, you will understand that I'm not looking this up or providing any actual statistical well, actually, evidence. Actually, we have list, um, looked that up. I, you know, that one report from that doctor that I saw on Twitter a few years ago and I looked it up, it was an article with that same subject. See, As so, the muscles get bigger, the tendons don't. But it feels like we've had more and more and more of this, and I think it's going to keep happening. These guys are at, at new definitions of peak conditioning. Right. I think the, the tendons, the ligaments, things like that are going to – this is going to be more apt to happen. Yeah, there's no question about that. And – you know, that all you can do is just watch training camp. And I always caution, especially in these redraft leagues and everything, don't draft too early. When now? Draft, is, draft as late as you possibly now, can. We should probably draft that Thursday afternoon of that first Thursday night right. game. It exactly. probably what a guy ought to do. Yeah, if you can do it, do it. But, I mean, at least a weekend before because – When's the caveman draft? It's our September Labor Day 3rd. weekend, right? Yeah, that so, Friday before Labor Day. So we only have – is the first game that week after Labor Day or is there a week in between? That next Thursday. All so right, it'll be yeah. six days after. Yeah, that, that's the way it needs to be done. Yeah. So be prepared for that. Somebody – maybe we ought to live tweet the, the caveman draft because somebody gets injured. Don't give me that dirty look. Alejandro Finkelstein's in the building, by the way, if anybody's aware of him. 
When are you going to get your act together? I didn't say live stream. I didn't say do a show. I said live well, I think tweaking. we have established that live streaming is a total impossibility. Yeah. Due, due to the 12 creatures yeah. that are known to, to exist in our uh, League of Consequence. Yeah. No, not only in today's 2021's woke culture, but in whatever existed of the woke culture in 1957, <laughs> what happens in yeah. that draft wouldn't fly. So we, uh, we, we can't put that out there. But anyway, we should live tweet those picks because there will be a preseason game generally going on as we are drafting. Somebody will make a selection, and 18 seconds later, yep. said player will go down with a season-ending injury. And it's, it's always great fun, for obviously not for the player, but for, for the 12 Neanderthals in the room. It, it's tremendous. And, and that one picture that I took, I think it was two years ago, is – just as I was coming out of the official caveman league bathroom. Yes, the, the water closet. <laughs> yes. That are one, the one creature, and I can't even remember what player it was, got hurt. Do you remember, Alejandro? I, I don't. But you had the game on, and he had just drafted him. And Tanelli, I think it was Tanelli, saw it that he's, he was done. And I actually got a picture of the room as he was being told. Cliff, I believe, was was the one that drafted him, being told. And his face looked like the kid at Christmas time that didn't get that bicycle, <laughs> but everybody else was laughing yeah, gleefully. It, it looked like a Super Bowl celebration. Yeah. It's happened almost every year, right? Like yeah. I, I remember up at uh, my brother's place. I think that was the Julian Edelman year. Uh-huh. Rudy's was a running back. I forget yeah. who it was. Oh, who was it? Just knee exploded. Yep. So that, so oh, I think that was uh Chris Johnson, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it, it happens every year. And every year there's always these hot takes, Rick, about some new strategy and this, what? that, and the other. A new strategy. Well, you know, hey. I mean we we saw the basically the birth of the zero running back and how it's really picked up momentum right and, and so forth and and I just thought because we've been doing this for for some time when I was your and, age yeah Bug and I was your age we years. had fourteen running backs Frankfurters only cost a nickel <laughs> yes but wieners cost a dime <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Gross. And we have covered Wieners and Frankfurters on this show, the difference. We have? Yes. Which, of course, you know, he doesn't it's remember true. yet again. Was I here? Of course you were. You was here. In fact, you probably brought up the question, you know, what's the difference or whatever. Mm. Well, since you ask again because you don't remember. <laughs> remember, we only have a half an hour. It was here. a German sausage. Okay. And But there was a recipe of these things that came from Frankfurt, Germany. And there was also one that came from Weiner, which, of course, we mispronounced as Weiner now. But, you know, from Weiner, and they were different at the time. So now us Americans, because we don't really care. Right. Damn hot dogs are Frankfurter or Weiner. It don't matter what it is. Vienna sausages. Tube steak. <laughs> boogie. There you go. What? I've never heard boogie. I'm on it. Yeah, I know. I didn't say it's not a thing. I said I'd never heard it. Well, anyway, 
getting back because it is a half hour show. I got I got a little bit curious. I started uh, looking up um, some ADPs from back. I went back ten years. I went back to two thousand eleven. Oh, these are always fun exercises. And to compare them to last year or to this year's ADP twenty twenty. And I also went back to two thousand eleven for PPR scoring leaders. Okay. Uh, and two thousand twenty. And it finds something pretty interesting. You know, well, I'll these, be the judge of that. These zero running back theorists, you know. Anyway, 2011, your top six in the ADP were all running backs. Of course. Of course. The next four were three wide receivers and a quarterback, then three more running backs. Hey, you want to hear some of the names? I do. That, that's what I'm <laughs> of waiting Of course, for. Adrian Peterson was one. Yeah. He's still playing. Ray Rice. Oh, yeah. Chris Johnson. Yeah. Arian Foster. Oh, I forgot about Arian Foster. Jamal Charles. Jamal, yeah. Shady McCoy. Yes, yeah, sir. Then it was Andre Johnson. Oh, nice. Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. Roddy White, my boy. Calvin Johnson. Roddy White was a mid-first round ADP Number in 2011. Number in 2011. Wow. Calvin Johnson was 10. 11 was Maurice Jones-Drew. Number 12, your guy, Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden, that's right. For- 13, Richard Mendenhall. Oh, God. But, you know, long story short, in the top 22, there were like half of them were running backs. Right. Okay? Now, this year, as we progress to 2021, um, the top eight are running backs. Top eight are in ADP right now wow. are, are running okay. backs. Okay. Um, then there are Travis Kelsey and then Tyreek Hill. Then Austin Eckler at 11. Stefan Diggs at 12. Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams. Cam Akers, who's now going to be replaced. But at that time, he so in the top 15, we had 11 running backs. So to me, the zero running backs shtick is basically shtick. Then I got to thinking, okay, well. Well, you're doing a lot of thinking. Well, thinking, thinking, You must thinking, be in the yeah. bathroom a lot. That's where I do my thinking. Well, yeah. And tweeting. Uh, cool. I see Mitch is back. Yeah, you brought him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to leave him, but he was at the end of the bridge, and he looked angry. <laughs> well, he'd have found his way back <laughs> if you'd have left him anyway. So, anyway, going back to um, 2011 in PPR scoring. You know, um, I figured that we, we ought to see if it bared out any sort of, you know, what respect, I would I would guess say. Number three in scoring was Ray Rice. Number three in scoring. In in scoring. I mean. That, that was an odd place to start, number three. Yeah, but he was only behind. Guard. Well, my point is he was only behind Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Okay. Okay, there's no wide receivers anywhere close. Right. Except Calvin Johnson. Okay. Um, other running back. Well, Gronk was at nine, believe it or not. McCoy was 10. Maurice Jones drew 11. Arian Foster, 12. Victor Cruz, of all people, at 14. Oh, that was the Victor Cruz year, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, th- there were some oddballs there. But you can see that the top scorers, basically half of them are running backs. 
Right. So well, how does it not make sense to have running backs if you're in a league that has to start running backs? All right. Well, th- this is the, the, the timeless argument with, with zero RB because when you talk about it, those ADPs make perfect sense, and it's bared out in every draft you've ever done, save for maybe the Scott Fishbowl. With you know, <laughs> where they all get killed. Yeah. Well, not well, not specifically to your Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> I'm talking in general with the tight end premium and the two quarterback. Well, yeah, true. And you see, but in your general twelve team, you know, league, you're you're going to see eight, nine, ten of the first fifteen players drafted as running back. The argument is being the guy who zigs when everybody else is zagging, that's the argument for the running back. If you got 12 guys going zero RB, nobody's going zero RB. You're just flipping rounds one and two with rounds three and four. If you can be one that one guy, because the, the general consensus is, and what I believe in and what I believe, I'm certain you believe in, is you get – in most cases, save for injury, that top running back, that running back with the top 12 ADP is pretty much a guarantee, right, to finish right. respectable, to produce for you every single week. You get that, you have that, set it for, set it and forget it, and you fill it out, and the position is much, much more shallow, whereas the wide receiver position is really deep, especially oh, now, even even compared to 2011. It's so much deeper now. So I'm going to get my running backs early. I might even, you know, hop up and get a Greg Kittle or a TJ Hawkinson. Maybe I'm going to get my good tight end early. And then I'll just load up on eight receivers in rounds, you know, five or six through round 12 in two or three or four of them, whatever your league settings are, are going to shake out. This is saying in a PPR format, I'm going to get three of the top seven wide receivers I know X amount of running backs are going to get hurt or underperform. I'm going to load up on them. If I hit on one of those, I now have an advantage over the rest of my league. It's an intriguing argument. It, it really is, especially now with with the multiple, you know, running back by committees. We see so many more than we saw in the past. It's intriguing. Just truthfully, I don't recommend it. I like to have that one set it and forget it. And number two, I just don't have the stones to do it. Yeah, I've I've gone away from it in the past, and I've paid dearly by saying, oh, I don't know, having Darren McFadden is my number one running back and promptly losing nine games that season. Right. Yeah, I, 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 it is an intriguing argument, but, you know, like you said, if, for example, you know, you had drafted, you know, a, you know go back to my Scott Fishbowls, you drafted Delvin Cook, a Saquon Barkley, a Cam Akers this year, and they go out for the year, yeah, you're basically doomed. Right. But that aside, if they're healthy – I mean, like you said, that's a plug-and-play, and you're talking a top 10, 15 in the entire league scoring. And, I mean, they can almost single-handedly bring you the title mm. as long as some of your guys, you know, some of these receivers that you draft in the later rounds, your John Browns, whoever it may be, right. are producing at a reasonable level. I mean, you're golden. Yeah, and I still think that's the the recommended strategy. So before we get out of here, I do have to point out, I don't know if you saw on the tweeters, Rick, I believe it's Fantasy Pros somehow using some sort of algorithm had ranked everybody's draft in the Scott Fishbowl. Did you see this? I have not seen it yet, but I'd love to. So if I'd have told you this yesterday – You'd have been really, really happy. Uh-huh. Today, yeah, not so happy. Probably not so. But much. it doesn't really matter what I was ranked 
period. I'm just not happy so, today. So how many teams are there in the scuff? 1,400? Oh, I think there's more than that now. Yeah. Now, my my draft is not complete yet. A lot of Wow. Wow, yeah. Do you guys want to give a quick breakdown what Scott Fishbowl League is and your roster so far? No. Okay. We'll do that next week. Everybody okay. in fantasy football knows what the Scott Fishbowl is. Well, we might have new listeners that are. We don't. We, we can break it down quickly <laughs> no. next week. Okay. You yeah, got about five minutes. Go so. search for. Maybe uh, you'll be done next week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But if anyway, I do the go, math, we'll be pushing it pretty close. Continue on. About Anyhow, these. however many thousands of teams are in it, my draft, which was incomplete, so I like to think that was the problem, right? Because right. I've got okay. so many empty slots, came in somewhere in the 1200s. Okay. Which is reasonable on, since on, you weren't complete. Yeah. yeah. And I was drunk as a rat at the beach making several True. of those selections. Rick Briggs. Yesterday, right, came in at number sixty nine. No kidding, out of thousands in no that. Kidding. I thought your team was a bunch of poopies too. So the algorithm actually, might be crap. I did not feel bad about my yesterday. I did not feel bad <laughs> about my team. I really didn't, and I actually had a blank spot because there was. Yeah, I can't believe you timed out. That that's embarrassing. That, that well, the thing that's was, is it timed out? In fact, one of the guys in that little message thing, he goes. How did um, – because I'm listening to Chaos and Disorder, too. How did Chaos and Disorder time out in the middle of the night? Because it's supposed to shut down. Right. Well, that's what happened. I went on the clock at like 10 or something, but then it timed me out. And little do they know, you had been in bed for three hours at that (laughs) point. But it doesn't matter because I think it's supposed to be cut off at like 10 or 11 o'clock. It's 2 a.m. this year. It was oh, like yeah, but it's still an eight-hour window. Yeah, two point. to eight or something. Okay, yeah. yeah so. But it was an eight-hour window, but it's somewhere along the line it just timed out. In the, thankfully, it was a 19th round, which yeah. wasn't that big of a deal. But it tops number 69. Yeah, that's impressive. It's a good number. and it and it's uh, gross. <laughs> it's very God nice. It, you know, whatever. I, don't, I really have no idea how many people are in it, but I actually think it's – 1,400 or 2,000 yeah, maybe? Maybe over 2,000. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but it, it's a buttload. If I'm you're not in mistaken, the there are – God, I was going down through there. I'm There may be 20 – I don't know. I, I mean, there's like 20 divisions or something like that. and I mean, right. 12 teams each. I mean, there's a lot of people in that yeah. thing. Yeah. So, and yeah. You were in the top 100 until this morning. Of and course. Then, and uh, – Probably a few of us tumbled out of yeah, the Yeah, now you'll the be range. down there in the 1200s with me where you belong. So Exactly. All right, well, we're out of time. we got to do go do chaos and disorder. So I think this week, obviously, was just a litmus test. So all you hardcore fantasy nerds who are whining right now, first of all, Asylum Fantasy Football Show might not necessarily be for you if you're that hardcore. But going forward, we just wanted to come out, test the waters, get one cut. We'll have us a nice theme every week. We'll do a quick half hour, a quick half hour hit leading up to the season. And then come the season, I think we bring back all the favorite rigs. Game balls, stinky oh, socks, yeah. starts and sits, all of that. So... I guess Rick's going to make me keep doing this, so we'll come up with a plan for it next time. But check out everything at Chaos in Disorder on Twitter. Check out that show as well. It'll be right here on this same iTunes feed, so make sure you subscribe to that one. Asylumfootball at gmail.com. We still do have that email. Asylum Fantasy Sports on the – I don't know if you mentioned that. Asylumfantasysports.com, all the show archives, as well as Chaos in Disorder. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. She's gone.
Just have to do with hot dogs.